millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blue Murder Club, where we'll be discussing all things eerie, menacing, and outright disturbing. From murders to the unexplained, unsolved, and supernatural. Hi, so I'm Lauren. I'm Carol. And we're here today to talk about Bradley Murdoch. The murders in the outback. Yep. So, when we first started this, I had no idea who he was. Yeah, I picked this one, didn't I? (sighs) Yes. Because I thought... I wrongly thought that Wolf Creek was based on this fella, but it was another person who killed backpackers in Australia that Wolf Creek was based on. Yeah, so, so I'll put the backpack killers in there because of that. Yeah. And it wasn't Bradley Murdoch, so I was like, <laughs> rewind, rewind. Let's, I know. Let's just write Bradley Murdoch. Yeah. yeah so. But well done for picking it because it's quite obscure, but there's a lot of depth to it. So I was mm. quite, yeah, He he's a fucker if I say, like... Yeah. In his early life, yeah, he's just a nasty piece of work, isn't he? Yeah, that's the thing. We thought, I think it stuck in my mind because I've was. i seen like a few documentaries on it and I remember it happening at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought, I just find it, I think because I'd watched Wolf Creek and it really disturbed me because it's a horrible horror film. I haven't seen it and I love yeah. a horror, so. It's not very, it put me off horror for about three or four years. Oh, I couldn't so watch it. Maybe anything. not it then, was, yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, maybe And I not. just thought, and that's why it sparked my imagination with Brad Murdoch because mm-hmm. I just thought, oh my god, he's like a real life like fellow out of Wolf Creek. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, I think that's why he's stuck in my mind. Um. But yeah, there is quite a lot to it, and I think um, I didn't realise, but there was quite a big TV show made about it last year as well. Oh, okay. There was a four part Channel Four documentary yeah. made about it last year. Yeah. So um, I think because it's the twenty year anniversary, isn't it? Is that right? That must have been why they did it. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right actually. I could be wrong, but yeah. I, when researching... It was 2001. Yeah. Yeah, so when so that would make sense. I will see a lot of news releases from last year. Mm. And then looking at it, that's when I thought, well, yeah, maybe that's why, because... Because I was like, that's happened quite a long while ago. Why yeah. is there... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then I think in one of them I said after 20 years anniversary of mm. it, they're looking this, that, and it's... So, yeah, that's yeah. how I think I got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you decided to have a look at... Um, do a bit of a deep dive into Brad Murdoch, didn't you? His yeah. early life, and to see if we could, if if there were any like telltale signs uh-huh. of how he was going to turn out and things like yeah. that. So, yeah, what did you come up with? So he's born in on the nineteenth of Feb, nineteen fifty eight, in Geraldton, Western Australia. Mm. So he's got two older siblings, but they're older quite 
by quite a fair bit. So he's a baby of the family, which is, to me, that was quite shocking in itself mm. because you know of the baby, normally they're spoiled, aren't they? They're yeah. um, a bit more... They Loved. can get away. Yeah, yeah, they can get away with murder. Yeah. The first two, so I think one was eleven and one was fourteen at the time of his birth. So they yeah. are quite. So me and my sister, there's thirteen years difference between us. Mm-hmm. So I can see where that. And I was the baby, and I was really, really sheltered from a lot. Yeah. And so that's I just that was quite a shocking fact to me. Mm. So I think they lived there. Uh, I think they were, again, a working-class family. Yeah. So um, I think the dad was a mechanic and the mum was a hairdresser. So pretty bog-standard normal family, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really average. And I think when he gets to 12 years old, they move to Perth. Mm-hmm. So I think from living in a quiet, quiet route, 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 uh, <laughs> I can't say it, so, but quite place going into city life that's where he starts struggling oh okay sociably i think yeah again it's all speculation mm-hmm. but going from quite an outbacky place to a big city mm-hmm. is going to be quite daunting isn't it yeah and everything's going to be quite different so that's where we start noticing cracks in his mm-hmm. life really so he becomes involved with the first biker gang oh okay when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Yeah, so this is in Perth. Yeah, so then again, at 15 years old, he leaves our school and moves back to Geronton. Oh, so he clearly didn't settle in Perth then. He couldn't, yeah. He just couldn't settle. Mm. And he, I think... I don't know, but that's where he's, he just knows he's not fitting in quite well. Yeah. So then he gets involved with another biker gang. 
and this is where his um, naughtiness starts coming out, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So, um, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes. Yeah, so he's joined another biker gang. Yeah. He's still a teenager at this point. Yeah, still, yeah, and he's just started in biker, biker gang criminal activities. So I can't tell you what that is. <laughs> but that's what he starts getting involved in. I'm so sorry. I think I read things about drug running and that yeah. kind of thing. I think that comes slightly later because he's still 15. So I think he might be... You know when they start getting impressionable teenagers mm -hmm. involved in... Fighting, drinking, yes. being antisocial. Yeah, and yeah. start maybe just doing the little... Uh, tasks yeah. of the bigger operation if that makes sense oh, okay. of whatever was yeah. going on so he starts his own trucking business and that was quite okay for a while but then declares bankruptcy in 1983 mm -hmm. um, so he just met his partner Diane in 1984 so he's really down on his luck by now mm -hmm. he meets his partner they go on to have a son but by 1986 they separate Due oh. to domestic violence. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can tell that he's not a nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, he was employed as a drug, uh, a truck, truck driver, but he was also a drug smuggler. Oh. So it was as a false pretense. So I see. He's, he's been hired to be a quote shouldn't mark mm -hmm. drug smuggler. Uh, Truck driver. <laughs> yeah. Chuck smuggler, truck smuggler. That's truck all we might get. Chuck smuggler. So, yeah, so he's starting to get into quite heavy crimes now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but if he's that way inclined, I'm believing that he thinks nothing of it. Yeah. So, um, just large amounts of cannabis is mainly what he is running. doing. Yeah. Running at this time. Oh, okay. And at this time, he's known as a white supremist. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So he shows a lot of tendencies. Like racist tendencies yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah. And he has a racist tattoo. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and in... Sorry. So in 1980, he gets imprisoned first. Oh, His really? first imprisonment. Oh, okay. For so death of a dangerous driving. So he's hit him killed a motorcyclist so he's only like 21 22 at that yeah, point yeah he's 21 years old mm. yeah and he got a suspended sentence which i thought was quite lenient yeah for hit and run and killing killing someone, someone by dangerous driving yeah just a suspended sentence mm. which i don't think i think i don't know but if he was put in prison for that then mm. would the outcome have been different maybe yeah you know because I don't think believe he's learnt a lesson and that mm. we know he's a violent man, we know he's an aggressive man, and he's quite a large man, isn't he? Yeah, so physically. <sighs> yeah, physically large. He's way over six feet. Yeah. So now we go on to November 1995, so quite a quiet time in between. And this is what I don't like. So I've said about the racial tendencies yeah. in him and the white supremacy. So while drunk, he started to shoot, openly shoot at people, celebrating at a football match, and they were indeed indignorous people. Yeah. Um, Aboriginal people. Yeah. Yeah. And he's um, just open shooting at them. Really? Yeah. And I think what he's drunk. Yeah. But what causes that? What makes that happen? Yeah. You know? 
and he's actually prisons, in prisons then for 15 months. So that's his first prison Jeez. sentence. So he's always diced with a bit of crime. And he's obviously used to handling a gun. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm. Definitely. I, I, and in the background, is he still with this biker gang? In the background, is he still drug smuggling? Mm. Do you know? Because it's not like Australia is a gun-heavy culture. No. It would be quite unusual for yeah. people to walk around having guns in yeah, Australia. Openly show. I've never heard. Yeah. As you say, in America, you hear it. Every, all the time, yeah, yeah. All the time. But Australia tends to be a similar culture to here Us, in the UK, yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. people don't tend to do and that. that's 95, so again, yeah. it's quite recent enough to realise, mm. you know? All I can imagine is perhaps if you do live in a quiet outback area, maybe you do have a gun for, like, keeping the wildlife down, like yeah, can- keeping advice. kangaroos down and... Got a giant spider riding that. Yeah, you've got a gun there. Protect yourself. A giant spider. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, Lauren, I don't want to imagine a giant spider. Awful, isn't it? Yeah, they jump at you sometimes, don't they? Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, I would be packing over there, I think, as well. To be honest. Yeah. So then, in 2003, he was uh, charged with seven counts of abduction and rape. But it was all acquitted. That was so, of his former partner, partner. Yes. And their child, or her child? Her child, yeah. So. Nasty, nasty allegations. Yeah, so do you know more about this? Because I struggled a bit finding a bit of background to this. But um, why was he acquitted? I'm not sure, to be honest. No, I'm no. not. Did you struggle? It was, it was, it went to court, so mm-hmm. I'm guessing that the jury let him go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. But, so, but yeah, he was acquitted. So yeah, it's just a bit scary, really, isn't it? Like mm. that he's suppose you're building up the picture. He's not a nice guy. He's got violent tendencies. Mm. We can't say much about the abduction and rape allegations. Allegations, yeah. because obviously the jury have found him. Yeah, they found him innocent. Innocent. So we can't really speculate on that. But he's mixed yeah. up in a quite a bit, hasn't he? So he's already killed someone. When I, I did watch a documentary on him and there was an interview with his um, with his girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and she said he was a nice, he was a decent boyfriend. Oh, really? Yeah, she didn't have anything bad to say about him. Right. So maybe he is just one of these people that just constantly gets the blame for stuff. Stuff, yeah. But because he does bring it on himself as well, obviously, with yeah. all the other things that he's done, the hit and run, yeah. the shooting at people, the drugs, yeah. smuggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, by his own admission, he says, I'm no angel. Yeah. He, he said, I'm a bit of a bastard, but I yeah. don't, I'm not a murderer. Right, so That's he's he saying said. he's not a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah, yeah, so... Um, so that brings us up to speed with um, with what was going on in his life at that point mm-hmm. in time. So yeah. he was going through yeah, some domestic problems. Yeah. So, yeah, in the meantime, back in the UK, we've got um, a young young woman called Joanne Lees. Um, she's from Yorkshire, and she meets Peter Falconio in a nightclub. He's a... Um, so, yes, he is from quite a big family. There's four four sons. He's, a, he's the third out of the four. And he's from a place called Hepworth in West Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1996, he goes out for the night and he does meet Joanne Lees at a nightclub. So she's a local girl as well. Yeah. Um, they hit off, they continue dating, and about a year later, he um, 
Peter Falconio decides he's going to move down to Brighton to study. Right. To get his degree. Um, and she, Joanne Lee, she works for Thomas Cook Travel Agents. She manages to get a transfer down to Brighton. So they move oh, down okay. there. Oh, okay. Together. Yeah. So they've gone together. That's it, yeah. So he goes down there to study. She follows him down there, uh-huh. gets work, and they carry on their relationship. Anyway, at some point, I suppose when he's finished his degree, they think, let's save up, we'll go and see the world before mm-hmm. we settle down. So, yeah, 15th November 2000, pack their backpacks and off they go. So they travel around, they do the usual places, Malaysia, Thailand, okay. Singapore, with the intention of really, really exploring Australia once mm-hmm. they get there. So they li- they land in Sydney on the 16th of January. So it looks like they only spend what, a couple of months making their way to Australia right. through Asia. And um, they work there for a few months. And then eventually they um, obtain a orange Volkswagen camper van. Right. Like a proper cool as fuck. Like really? camper van, yeah, really cool. 60s, we talked yeah, about Yeah, it looks a bit 60s. I don't know how old it is, but it does. It's that, yeah. got that feel to it, yeah. yeah. Like a proper like vintage-looking yeah. thing. looks really cool. And, of course, as a backpacker, you're going to save money getting one of them because you don't mm. ever have to pay to stay in a hostel. No, that's so you can, right. It's your transport and it's your hotel room yeah. all rolled into one. Nice. So, yeah, perfect, absolutely perfect because they intended to, from Sydney, they intended to visit Canberra, Melbourne, Adelaide, Darwin and Brisbane. Wow. Now, I've been to Australia and you can't really fully understand how big it is unless you fly over it. Really? Yeah, so you reach Australian airspace and mm-hmm. like two or three hours later, you're still in Australian airspace. Wow. Four hours later, you're still in Australian airspace. It's fucking wow. massive yeah so you can imagine if you're backpacking you're on a tight budget you've mm-hmm. saved up a few quid they just they got a jobs when they lived in sydney together as backpackers do yeah. get as much money you know for fuel and food and then they're off on their travels right going all around the country so um yeah they visit they spend um they visit canberra melbourne adelaide and i think they're on the way to darwin mm-hmm. when the current then when the um right. murder happens yeah or when the events happen, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um, this is on the 14th of July. Yeah. 2001. Right. So, here we are. That day, they stopped. Um, they on, they're heading to um, a place called Devil's Marbles. Yeah. Which is a conservation reserve about 250 miles from, Adel- uh, from Alice Springs. Yeah. Uh, I think they started their day in Alice Springs. Yes. So they had a hell of a long drive that day. Mm-hmm. And um, they're on the road. I think it's called the Stuart Highway. Yeah. It's in Northern Territory. It's uh, called Stuart Highway. And they're heading in the direction from Darwin to Alice Springs. Okay. Um, so I've got quickly that they yeah. smoked to join at Alice Springs before oh. continuing their journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so... Having stopped, they've smoked, lit up. Yeah. So they were got again, a little bit higher. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then they stopped at a, pl- a very small place called Barrow Creek. And then probably just to refuel or maybe get mm-hmm. some supplies and bits and pieces. And then they carried on along this Stuart Highway. Mm-hmm. By now it's dark. And they can see in their rearview mirror they're being followed. Yeah. Now, this is such a remote part of the world. Like mm-hmm. You can spend hours on this road and not see another car, another yeah. vehicle. So you're going to notice if someone's following you. At around about 7.13 that evening, the person that's following them in the truck starts flashing their headlights. Yeah. Um, so, Pete's driving at this point. Mm-hmm. 
and um, Joanne Lays is in the passenger seat. Okay. So, if you'd like to pick up. Yeah, so <laughs> basically they're a bit dubious, I think, of stopping at this point from what I've seen on the documentary. They, yeah. they was, I'm in an R in, but this guy was adamant there was something wrong with the exhaust. All right. And he's signalling to him, your exhaust, your exhaust sparks are flying off of this. It's really, really trying to get their attention mm -hmm. and to stop the car. Yeah. So eventually Peter's pulled over, stopped the car, and Peter's decided... I'm going to have to go and check. Mm -hmm. I need you, foot on the pedal, to... Um, give it some revs. Yeah, give it, give it so I can actually see these sparks mm -hmm. coming out of this exhaust. So as Peter's left the vehicle, he's gone behind behind it to have a look. And Joanne's at now the driver's seat, revving the engine. Oh, OK, yeah, so she's budged over. Yeah, so she's moved over. She's revving the engine. He's back. And at the point she's saying, it looks like they're having some sort of conversation. She's had a glance at it, mm -hmm. carried on. And from this documentary I heard mm -hmm. is that she, it sounded like, she described it as the car backfiring. Mm -hmm. So she's believing the story now because she's heard the car backfire. She had a, like a bang. Like a bang, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she said she, she thought it was the car at that time backfiring. Yeah. So she's... Um, then started to wonder where's Peter gone because she can't see him quite like she did. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Bradley's walked to the side of the car with a gun. Oh, wow. Yeah, hold, held it to her head and basically mm. forced her out of the car and into the back of his car. Yeah. Within doing so, he's put cable ties... I think it's... He's made these cable tie handcuffs. Mm, yeah, I've seen tape. pictures of it. He's made yeah. out of cable ties and tape and it yeah. looked like ball clips yes it yeah did. so he's put these on her mm -hmm. and um basically saving her life i believe mm. in a way there's two things if this is how it went i think the handmade clips helped mm -hmm. and i'll get into the next bit but yeah. definitely went some way so um he's chucked her in the car shut the door He's then gone to do something. She's, again, unclear what, but she's guessing he's picking up Peter's body. Yeah. And dragging him, because she can hear yeah. some dragging sounds. Dragging sounds, but she hasn't yeah. actually seen she Peter. Hasn't seen she hasn't seen don't know where he no, is. doesn't know where he is. Hasn't seen a body, hasn't seen anything. Mm. So she's getting herself out of these handcuffs while he's busy dragging, dragging Peter. Mm -hmm. Decided to open the door and leg it. Yeah. And I mean leg it. So I think you had some statistics. She ran how much? Forward? I think she ran about 30 metres into the bush. Yeah. And then maybe another 90, 100 metres south of the road. Yeah. So, so she did like an L-shaped yes. movement. Mm -hmm. She didn't just run straight. No. She ran straight and then she diverted. Lovely. Which, again, could have been a tactic that saves her life. Well, because... that's exactly where I was getting with that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think that definitely, definitely saved her life i think thinking about it you don't think oh i'm gonna run this way and then that, and then way. that way so yeah however she got there it definitely i think saved her life yeah he didn't find her which was the main no. thing and but also i read that um he was trying to handcuff her legs but she kicked so hard and fought so much oh really that he didn't manage to he got a bit of tape on her legs but it was enough it weren't enough to stop her running oh good. so yeah luckily yeah. she was able to do that yeah but i think did he handcuff her 
behind her back. Yeah, and she, I, I'm sure she kind of, I don't know how she done it, because mm. watching the documentary, they all start with the hands behind her back. Yeah. And then I don't know if she went, like, under her. I think she must have, because I think... Yeah, you yeah. can't go over unless you're... No, double-jointed, <laughs> yeah. She, she probably did, she probably yeah. tucked her legs. I think she sat on them and... Sat down, yeah, yeah and managed to get her legs to yeah. the front, because it would be wow. so hard to run with your legs, yeah. with your arms tied behind your back. Yeah. And he also bound her head in tape. Mm-hmm. He taped her Oh, really? Head. Yeah, so there was tape. But she, again, she struggled so much that a lot of it just went on her neck. Okay, yeah. So she was able to see and she could... Yeah. I think... I'm guessing he was just trying to science her. He was probably yeah. just trying to probably blind her, science her, gag her, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But she just fought really, really hard. Good girl, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Good it, girl. Yeah, the fact that she fought saved her life. Yeah, I think. I yeah, if he'd managed to bind her ankles, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been able to run, would she? No. She would have just fallen out. She'd have tried to get no. out, fall so over. It shows quite a strong woman, doesn't it? Because I yeah. think, again, yeah. as I said to you, I'm quite easily that. I would have sat there thinking, "Oh, this is me now." I wouldn't. Yeah, like, it's fight and flight, isn't it? Oh yeah, and you never know how you're going to no. react unless you're in that position. No. I think I'll just shit myself and yeah. probably just be a victim. I yeah. doubt if I would have fought, but you just don't know. No. Because you don't, I would it's not a conscious heart. decision really, is it, I no. think? would hope to say that we'd be fighters, but yeah. you just, in that moment, you just don't know. But in that case that we covered last week with Israel Keyes, mm-hmm. if we'd have been a fighter, we would have been killed. Yeah. Whereas yeah. that woman who was compliant, he let her go because yeah. she did as she was told. So you just don't know, no, do you? you? Don't. you really, really so, don't. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, you just yeah. don't know. It's pot yeah. luck with these people. Yeah. So, yeah, she's fought, she's run in this L shape. Mm-hmm. And she's hid. Yeah. And she says she's hid for five hours. He was out there for five hours. Yeah. With a torch. Because it's pitch black as well. Yeah, by now it's pitch by black, now isn't it? Pitch, yeah. yeah. And she's gone into, like, the bushes, isn't it? Like the... Yeah, into the brush. Brush. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. That's the word. And, um, yeah, so he's got a torch. He's got a dog mm-hmm. searching. Yeah. This is all her words, from her words. Yeah. He's searching up and down. He then pretends to get back in the car and mm-hmm. drive away. Oh, okay. And she still stays put. Mm-hmm. And then he gets back out, obviously not convincing enough mm-hmm. that he has drove away. Yeah. And then gone to look again. So he's trying a lot of tactics to get her to come out. Yeah. Which is, I think, is quite... Yeah, because he doesn't want any eyewitnesses, no. does he? No. He doesn't want to... No. And maybe she was the reason why he pulled them over. Perhaps he... Spotted her yeah. in Burroughs Creek and wanted yeah. wanted her yeah, and thought exactly. kill the boyfriend, take the girl. Take her. Yeah. yeah, that that's what it sounds like to mm. me, definitely. Yeah, that he he she was his target, not target. Peter. Yeah, because he disposed of Peter if he did dispose of Peter. Yeah, straight away. Straight away. Yeah, yeah. So he's got rid of the main fly in the ointment, if we say. Yeah, and going for the girl. So yeah, she's then hiding five hours. He's finally give up. He can't do no more. Got mm-hmm. in the car, drove off. When she deems it safe enough, yeah, she comes back out. And again, as you said, this road barely has any traffic over there. Yeah. So I think it's a. When she's felt safe enough. He's definitely gone, and she's heard another vehicle approaching. Mm-hmm. She's seen this um, truck driver and his driver's mate, and she started to wave him down. So. So this is um, this is a witness called Vince Miller, who's a truck driver. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like in Australia, when you're a truck driver, you have a truck driver's mate. So yeah. you take it in turns to sleep and drive. Yeah. 
So uh, at this particular point in time, Vince Miller is the driver and he's accompanied by Rodney, a mm -hmm. man called Rodney, who's asleep at this point. So Vince Miller, driving along the road, all of a sudden this woman just comes flying out from the left-hand side of the road and yeah. he thinks, oh my God, I've run her over. Shit, I've run her over. Oh so no. obviously Sam's on the brakes, stops the, van, <coughs> stops the uh, truck, yeah. jumps out mm -hmm. and he's looking underneath the truck thinking, oh shit, I'm going to find this splattered person, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she's not dead. He's managed wow. to avoid hitting her and she, she climbs out from under the truck. She must have wow. just been on, underneath it <gasps> on the road. And it, she just throws herself in his arms. Wow. And she is shaking like a leaf. She's terrified. She's covered in dirt. She's covered mm. in blood. This woman just looks like she's been through absolute hell. Oh, no. And obviously she's still, got, she's still bound. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Rodney comes out, he wakes up and he's like, what's going on? Comes out, sees what's going on. And um, Rodney gets the, he gets some wire cutters. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, they're so tight. They're so tight on her. He has to get his like, middle finger so he doesn't act like, oh, like his little finger no. underneath it. So yeah. that to prise it away from her skin uh -huh. so he doesn't cut her. And he frees her of them. But all the while, actually, I think it's Vince, actually, is the one who cuts, cuts it off. Yeah. He's thinking all the while, I'm going to hang on to this. This mm -hmm. is probably going to be evidence. So he pops it all in a, a bag and puts it all... And then there's all tape. So he pulls the tape off of her hair. He gently takes it off her neck, pulls it off of her mm -hmm. legs. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're um, trying to calm her down, see what's going on. Yeah. And at that point, she mentions that her boyfriend's been shot. So straight away, Vince is like, fuck this shit, let's get out yeah. of here. We don't want to get shot yeah. next. Where the, where the hell is this guy? Yeah. So, um, you would though, wouldn't you? You'd... Yeah, at that point, yeah. they don't know what's going on. As no. soon as they hear the word shot, they're like, fuck this shit, yeah. let's go. Yeah. And it's such a remote part of the country, there's no such thing as mobile phone signal. Yeah. So they drive back to that Barrows Creek, which yeah. is the nearest place. It's a tiny little hamlet. It's, um, yeah, it's only got a population of about 20 people. Oh, wow. So yeah. it is. Yeah, really, it's yeah. described as a hamlet. It's absolutely tiny. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, they'll have a phone there. So yeah. they go back there, call. Call the cop. He's like, as uh -huh. soon as he hears about the phone, about the sorry, about the shot, yeah. he's like, sod this, we got to get the cops. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com 
So they'll pile into the truck, go to Barrows Creek, raise the alarm. Yeah. Um, now, this is where the police investigation obviously takes over. Right, yeah. And for a really long time, a good, like, 15 months or so, mm-hmm. they don't have a clue. They've got, like... Yeah. They've, they've found some CCTV. There's a man on there from quite a way away, but close enough so he could have been in mm-hmm. the area that looks... It does look a lot like Brad Murdoch. Um, he's in the frame. There's obviously, like, a... Um, an artist's impression of him going around. Yeah. They interview him. They let him go. Right. They can't find that. They they can't find anything to connect him. Um. Anyway, moving forwards to about a year and a half later, mm-hmm. there's a man called James Heppy. He is a associate of Brad Murdoch. Right. He's a fellow drug runner, mm-hmm. drug smuggler, general nasty piece of work, and he is in the process of being um arrested for some crimes okay yeah when he does a deal so he's a cannabis dealer he's about to get the book thrown at him and he's like i tell you what in exchange for me not going to prison yeah i'll tell you what information i know about the peter falconio murder oh wow right and that is where he throws um brad murdoch in mm-hmm. the frame mm-hmm. he puts him squarely squarely in the frame yeah so they um, do a DNA test. Mm-hmm. They they have they find um, they've checked in the meantime. Obviously, they've tested Joe's clothing for yep. DNA. There's nothing on there except for her and Peter's DNA. Mm-hmm. And there's a tiny little spot of blood on the back by the shoulder yep. of an unidentified DNA. Mm-hmm. So they run this DNA against Brad Murdoch, and it comes back. It could uh, there's like a thirty million to one chance that it was him. Right. So now they're like, right, we've got him. But have they? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. So they find that this is why they get him. Um, the day they want to go and arrest him, mm-hmm. he's already in court, being mm-hmm. tried for. Um, he's 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 being accused of, I think it's kidnap, rape. Yeah, the charges two thousand three, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. this is two thousand and three now. Yeah, so I've got abduction and rape. Yeah. Seven counts of it. Seven counts of yeah. it of his former partner and yeah. her daughter, daughter. who's underage yeah. as well. Yeah. So they go there, they try to arrest him. He's literally just been acquitted. Mm-hmm. He's really happy because he's been acquitted completely, exonerated yeah. of all these crimes. He wants he's just about to leave the court when a load more police come in and they try to arrest him. Oh God for the murder yeah. of Peter Falcone. Now it is against the law in Australia to arrest somebody while they're in court. Oh really? Yeah, apparently he physically can't do it. So I think they had to march him outside on the wow. sidewalk, like onto the pavement, and then they arrested and then they arrest him. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? There's yeah. all these weird is little that, legalities. Is that just in Australia or is that everywhere? I'm not sure. It did just say Australia, but wow. I wouldn't be surprised if it's other places yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, that yeah, is so that's it. So he's in the frame. They've connected yep. him with DNA evidence mm-hmm. and then Joanne picks him out of a lineup. Okay. Oh, she does. Because she... she's the only eyewitness. Right. Yeah. She picks him out of a lineup. And then that's it. The rest is history, really. He gets done mm-hmm. for it and gets sentenced, I think, to like something like 28 years in prison with right. no parole. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not he's not entitled to parole for another 10 years. Okay. He's legible in 2032. Okay. <laughs> it's a long time, isn't it? It is a very long time. 
Is he allowed to appeal or anything like that? Or? He's lodged two appeals, both of which were unsuccessful. <coughs> right, okay. So, um, yeah... Now, looking at looking more in depth into these, yes. I had a few. This is where you had a great time. Didn't well, you? yeah, this was really interesting because I was thinking to myself, as I'm reading all this, mm -hmm. why is the whole crime scene not covered in his fingerprints? Yes, yeah. because yeah, DNA evidence is all well and good, mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean a great deal yeah. on its own. No, it doesn't. It's circumstantial. Uh -huh. There's no solid evidence, apart from Joanne being the one key witness who, let's face it, it was traumatised yeah. up to the eyeballs, may have had a joint. Mm -hmm. It was dark. Yeah. She's terrified. Yeah. Um, and some witnesses say they'd already sh she already was aware of Brad Murdoch before oh, she really? saw the line-up. Yeah, she'd already been showing pictures of him and stuff. Oh, So, again, that may have been planted in her head yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like a false lead, yeah. Could have been. Yeah, this is one of those cases that just gets interesting after the event. Yes. So that was in my mind. and So I've searched everywhere I can. I can't find anything at all about fingerprints. And she didn't mention that he was wearing gloves. Mm. So it just didn't really make any sense. No. He must have been wearing gloves. Yeah. Otherwise there'd be fingerprints all over it. I said to you, I watched that documentary. The only part they found anything, I think... The finger, it was a partial print and not mm. even a decent one. Yeah. Was in between the tape and the cable tie. Yeah. What, of the handcuffs? Of the handcuffs mm. that he had handmade. That's yeah. the only place I could see, I find, and that was uh, that one documentary. Yeah. That, yeah, really had oh. anything, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? You'd, you'd expect there to be fingerprints in the van because he, yeah. he got into the van with her. He well, even his own van. Is there not... Yeah. You know, that doesn't make sense. No, it is really odd. Unless he wears gloves to drive constantly. Possibly, yeah. Maybe he has a pair of driving gloves because yeah. he's a driver. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. No. It is really odd. And then, um, so there was... Um, there's a guy... Um, who's well? There's a few people. They're trying to clear his name. Right. They think it's been a bit of a miscarriage of justice because okay. up until now he still hasn't admitted he did it. Mm -hmm. He sa says he has no idea where the body is. Right. There's like no sign of Peter Falconio's body. Never been found. Twenty no. years on. No. Um. So again, it's like, why has he been convicted for murder when there's no body? Yeah. Who knows whether Peter Falconio is even still alive? He yeah. may have just something else could have happened to him. Yeah. How do you feel on that? Do you think that has happened or...? I don't know. It's really tricky because when you look at... I saw some pictures of the crime scene. Mm -hmm. There's not much blood. Mm -hmm. You think if somebody had been shot and killed, yeah. there would be more. Although I suppose if they're shot and killed instantly, they're not going to be pumping out blood, so that's probably explainable. But there was no gun residue... Because they've obviously checked the yeah. VW van. And, and it happened at the back of the van. It happened at the back of the van. So yeah. you'd expect there to be gun residue, yeah. maybe blood spatter, mm -hmm. maybe brains if you've Something. been shot in the yeah. head. Yeah. There's no sign of a body being dragged along. Like Joanne said, she heard the body being dragged. There's no, there's no um, like, streaks of blood where anything's been dragged Dragged, through. yeah. And... Um, the, the footprint thing is very strange as well because it's in the bush, it's in the outback, which is, mm -hmm. if you imagine Australia, it's that, like, orangey-reddy sand yes. everywhere. Yeah. And you can see all of the footprints. You can only see... You could only see Joanne's footprints. And what? she said that he was wandering around for hours looking for her Five with hours. his dog. Five hours. Yeah, but there was no sign of anyone else's footprints or the dog's footprints. Surely, if you... 
uh, walking up and down with a dog for five mm. hours. Yeah. That's a lot of footprints. Am I wrong to yeah, say? Yeah, and it's just really basic kind of detection work. Yeah. I, there, I don't think there was any trace of Joanne's DNA in his truck, even though she said he'd been put in there. Oh, put okay. In there. Um, and you'd expect, because he'd manhandled her, he'd pushed her over in the in her car. Yeah. He'd forced her into the passenger seat. And yeah. he'd then obviously handled her, put the cuffs on her, tied... Um, Oh, the uh, tape, put the tape around her and things like that. Mm-hmm. There would be more than just that tiny little spot of blood on blood, her shirt. Yeah. You'd think his DNA would be on her shirt in many more places than that and on her clothing. Yeah. Maybe on her hair, maybe on her ankles and things like that. Yeah. So what was really interesting yesterday, wasn't it, when we went mm. to CrimeCon? Yeah. They picked up a bit on this. So it, they said, wasn't it, that um, forensic and DNA testing is so advanced now, mm. they could pick up a person... From two years ago. From two years ago, yeah. So yeah. wherever that place was held, if, God forbid, anything happened in there, yeah. that our DNA would be in there for two years. Yeah. And like, that is a crazy thing to think of. So, like, mm. you had a theory or saw a theory, yeah. and I loved the idea of that theory too. Well, this was the funny thing. At that at CrimeCon yesterday, there was a lady, and she was talking about transfer transference of DNA. Yeah. Which I think ties in quite nicely with this episode mm-hmm. because... Um, she said, for instance, she could shake hands with the producer of the show. Yeah. Pop to the ladies' room. Theoretically, his DNA that was on her hand will now be transferred into that ladies' room. Yeah. Theoretically, a crime is committed in that ladies' room the next day. That producer's DNA is in that ladies' room, and they're like, "All right, what if you didn't do that crime? Why is your DNA in that yeah. in that in that bathroom?" Yeah. Because it was transferred, but there's no way of telling it's been transferred on. No, right? no. And then there was, they found a couple of more bits of DNA on um, her handcuffs mm-hmm. and another bit on the inside of her camper van. Yeah. That was it. Wow. And they used um, a technique which is not very discredited. Okay. Um, let me just try and find what it's called. It was, um, yeah, the method that they used. Ah. Oh. They found a bit of DNA in van and a bit on Joe's T-shirt, but it was a, called a low-copy number method. Right. They used, used the low-copy number method, which is not a very reliable method. It's not usually used in court these days. Okay. Because it is highly um, unreliable. Right. It it will it does didn't it didn't rule him out, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as definite as that spot of blood on her T-shirt. I'm with you. So it could have been him, but it could have been like thousands of other people as well. Yeah. But that yeah. was used in court to convict him. It's very flimsy, very flimsy forensic evidence, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I've just looked at the yeah. crime scene photos now. So There was possible DNA contamination on the manacles as well because one of the detectives mm-hmm. apparently took the manacles to show Brad Murdoch right. while he was in, on remand. Oh, that's a bit naughty, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And although the the, um, the detective swore blind, she never took them out of the bag yeah. and gave them to him, the fact that they were, in, they were taken to him in the same room yeah. would be classed as uh, yeah. cross-contamination. You shouldn't be able to then use the DNA yeah. lifted up from them handcuffs as evidence because yeah. after the event, mm-hmm. they've been in the same room as him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's no way. Yeah, so the whole uh, being convicted just on what, a scrap of DNA evidence alone, especially as yesterday it was demonstrated how easy DNA can be yeah. transferred. Mm-hmm. 
there was on the documentary, it was a really good documentary they made last year. They explained how it could have happened. So earlier in the day, um, Joe and Peter had been in Alice Springs. Yes. They spent the day, they spent the morning there mm -hmm. and they'd had lunch there. They'd lunch probably about 12, 12.30, something yeah. like that. I think it was a place called the Red Rooster. Right. Um, oh, I've got it here somewhere. But yeah, so they had lunch there. And earlier on that day, yeah, the Red Rooster, earlier on that day, two hours before, Bradley had mm -hmm. been there. Oh. He had been there. Wow. Um, and picked up some food for him and his dog. Okay. So at about probably 10.30, he'd been there and picked up some chicken and chips. 12.30, Joe was in there. Right. Joe was in there. Um, so that could be how they that they demonstrated how it, obviously it's, it's unlikely, yeah. but feasible, <coughs> feasible. It yeah. could have happened. And the fact that it was a little spot of blood, maybe Brad had like a little cut on his finger, mm -hmm. touched the back of a chair. Two hours later, Joanna sat in that chair, leant back on it, and it's got on the back of her shirt. Yeah. Because it was just a tiny spot just yeah. on the back, sort of along the area w where the top of a chair would rest mm -hmm. if he was leaning back in it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's that, interesting, isn't it? It's really interesting. That is a, that is a way that you can explain yeah. how his DNA got on her shirt. Yeah. Really so, interesting to yeah. think of that. Thing. It's really, it is really interesting. Does he have an alibi of why he was there that day? Well, yeah, he was driver, so he's driving around. Because yeah, that documentary I watched yeah. was quite must be quite old now. Mm -hmm. So he said there was no way he could have been there. Yeah, at that time, and got to where he had got gotten to. Mm -hmm. So the investigation got the same type of car, yeah. with the same fuel, mm -hmm. and proved that he could do it. He could, and yeah. he could have done it in with a lot of time to spare. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is, is if he's denying being there, had has he explained mm. him being there two hours prior to her? Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean because I know are you talking about the CCTV of him in that petrol yeah. station that yeah later on yeah. that night? So. Yeah, I think it was like a hundred miles away, but mm -hmm. he could have made it in time. He could have, he yeah. could have made it in time. It yeah. would have been fine. So yeah, it sounds like they were on the same route. Yeah, it does sound like they were on the same route, but he was two hours behind them. Yeah, by the sounds of it. Um, no, two hours ahead of them because he was ahead there earlier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's what he was. That was his alibi. Mm. That he, like yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's two hours in front, and to get there. Without that two hours, mm. would have been a push. If he was there and he spent five hours yeah, looking, looking for, for her, her and stuff, yeah, it would have been a push to be wherever his alibi was. But the again, next day. like the fact that she's in the bush, scared. Mm -hmm. How does she know how long? Five hours. Yeah, was. That's exactly. What I was thinking. There's there's a bit of ambiguous yeah ambiguity there. I mm -hmm. think with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it did come to light a long time afterwards, mm -hmm. that Joanne had been having an affair with somebody when they were living in Sydney. Oh, really? Yeah. And Did not she know denied it to the empty degree until eventually it was actually proven to her. <gasps> yeah. How was it proven? Or do we not know? Um, I'm not sure to be honest. I didn't really divulge into it, well, but I'm it was proven, and she did. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. She did finally admit it. So that kind of cast doubt on her integrity. Yeah. And when she was um, being interviewed and things like that, there was gaps in her story mm -hmm. and things like that. Like, for instance, you know, how, where she ran, why was there no footprints, mm -hmm. things. And she's just like, I, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then she refused to give any um, 
any television interviews, any newspaper interviews right. and things like that. So again, the press use all these things just to turn, yeah. just to turn on her. And they're quite as they good tend at doing to do. that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. If you don't play ball, they kind mm-hmm. of make you suffer for it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So this girl's been through like absolute hell on hell. earth, and yeah. now that she's getting, she feels like she's being accused of, of some, being involved in it and things like that. Awful, absolutely awful. Uh, also, there was one other small, well, could be an interesting point, but Vincent, the truck driver who mm-hmm. found her, he went on the record as saying that he, before Joe ran out that night, mm-hmm. he was driving along and he could see a car up ahead, like a red car, mm-hmm. doing U-turns and just acting a bit suspiciously in the road. Right. Vin's is such an isolated area. Mm-hmm. So he pulled over when he's got level with them. And, oh, you're right, lads, is everything okay? Yeah. And the blokes were out of the car. There were three men. And in between them was a man who couldn't even stand up. So propping two men oh. were either side of this man that, that he described as jelly. Jelly? Yeah, he said wow. that he was so wobbly, he was like a piece of jelly. Like a weekend and get were... Bernie's kind of situation <laughs> going on. That's what I'm picturing, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> really, that's what he sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, so no... No one's ever managed to locate these three men in this red car because they could potentially have been eyewitnesses or maybe even oh, been no. involved in it. Who knows? But that was another another clue that I don't think had been properly followed no. up. No. It seems to me like they got Bradley Murdoch in the frame with that piece of mm-hmm. blood mm-hmm. and his old um, colleague, his old associate, yeah. um, James Heppe. Yeah. And they were desperate for a result. Yeah. So whether it was Bradley Murdoch or not, they were hell bent on yeah. getting him because it affected Australian tourism yeah, people were fighting yeah. to go backpacking they saw it as a bit of an unsafe country mm-hmm. especially all the while this man was still at large and yeah. Peter's body still hadn't turned up I get that because they are quite uh, they rely on tourism a yeah. lot of people go out there don't they for tour tourism tourism yeah, yeah and backpacking so. as well backpacking, yeah, yeah that's the main place to go it is isn't it yeah all the fruit pickers mm-hmm. and people like that yeah and going on their student visas and their wow. holiday visas yeah. and things like that so um so yeah and even today like you say 21 years later mm-hmm. peter's body still hasn't been found. found um but australia like i said at the beginning of the episode it's such a big country. So vast, isn't it? I should imagine if you wanted to, to, well, something never to be found again, it wouldn't be that difficult. Yeah, I sent you another document where someone said that he had been on, cut his, up. on his deathbed on, or something. Yeah, on his yeah. deathbed, and that he was cut up. And but as you said, it was such it's such a big country. We, where would you even begin to start to look? And exactly. Yeah, it's such a shame that he hasn't been found. It is because that would offer closure for the family. Yeah. It would. And for Joanne. And he would made like, some clues to if that was what had happened. Yeah, they still don't even know like how he died. No. Um, because obviously Joe didn't see the gun shot. Yeah, she, she didn't, didn't see, see the body. Heard it, yeah. yeah, anything at all. It's just a really, yeah, it's mysterious, isn't it? And a really, all certain circumstances that have words that you just, I think... I'm a sceptic in it, and it, like, I'm always the sceptic yeah. until I can actually, yeah. So to think that there's nobody ever been seen, mm-hmm. that's just so curious to me. Because I know. Did like, she not see it when she's getting bundled into the car behind? Well, this is the thing. I think because it happened at the back, mm. he pushed He pushed her over, got bound her hands, mm-hmm. 
put tape round her yeah. and then took her. So she didn't see. She didn't see. Um, but, yeah, it's such an intriguing case it because really it does is. feel like it could be potentially a miscarriage of justice, mm. in which case the actual perpetrator is still out there. Yeah. Also, there was a lot of people dealing, treating Joanne Lees with suspicion. Yeah. Um, I hate yeah. that kind of victim-blaming culture with the press. I hate it. Yeah, I know. That was touched it upon is. yesterday, wasn't it? it? Yeah, and it was. It's, it's trial by media. Yeah. And it's... It still happens, unfortunately. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. It's not on. They're ruthless. They just mm -hmm. want to sell a newspaper. Mm -hmm. So anyway, how did you get on with your six degrees of separation, oh, Lauren? well, not bad, actually. Really not bad. Oh, well done. And you'll be pleased to know there's not Star Wars. Oh, X-Men, wasn't <laughs> X it? X-Men. X no, it wasn't just X-Men, was it? It was like... First class. <laughs> X-Men first class. It, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear it. So, Bradley Murdoch was played by Andy McPhee, was yep. in Maya and the Bee with, oh, God help me, Miriam Margoyles. <laughs> oh, I know who she yep. is, yeah. Love, brilliant, isn't mm. she? Was in Balto with... In Kate what? Balto, B-A-L-T-O, Balto. B-A-L-T-O. Oh, okay, yeah. With KB. <laughs> Yeah, I got there. Balto? Yeah. I think I might have to have look that one up quickly, actually. Do it. Go for it. Let's have a look. Yeah. Balto. So, um, how do you spell it? B-A-L-T-O. Oh, crash bang, what a, what a picture. <laughs> Balto. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. To be fair, he's in a lot. Like, if you go on his, <laughs> just type his name in. Yeah. You will see. So, I'm just going to show you. Is it? Oh, 1995, that come out. So, Miriam. Miriam. Yeah, Miriam. He's absolutely hilarious on TikTok and everything. Oh, Have you seen her? No. Honest to God, she's the go-to. If you're in a bit of a slump, watch her because yeah. she's so funny. Oh, okay. Like, she just don't. Gives no fucks. Gives no fucks. I'm going to send you a few videos. Oh, she's right. so funny. And as soon as I see her name, I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is the one. Yeah. Because I love her so much. She's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Let's hear yours. Uh, yeah, so mine, I've got... So we started with um, Joanne Fogger, who's the actress who played Joanne Lees. Okay. In Murder in the Outback. Yeah. And um, she also stars in Downton Abbey. I love Downton. Oh, I love Downton. Yeah. I'm yeah. obsessed. I'm literally re-watching the whole lot on Netflix at nice. the moment. And then I'm going to go and watch Downton Abbey New Era. Well, I was going to say, did you watch the dodgy movie? Because they released it and I did, on a different frequency. So they oh. all their voices were sped up. No. <laughs> Last year, for about a month. I think it was on Netflix on their TV. Oh, really? One of them got the rights oh. to the first film. Yeah. But all their voices were... And it was so uncomfortable to watch. Because it was... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't watch it, so I haven't seen the film at all. At all. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, oh, that sounds better than the actual film. Yeah, anyway, it was really you couldn't. So we've got, um, yes, yeah, so we've got Joan Lazy who plays beautiful Anna in Downton Abbey. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Downton Abbey, the star of it is Michelle Dockery, Lady Mary. Mm -hmm, love her. Lady Mary, aka Michelle Dockery, mm -hmm. stars in this brilliant film called The Gentleman. Have you seen it? I love oh, The Gentleman. Oh, it's so good. I've and, seen it a couple of times. She's brilliant in it. She's brilliant in oh, it, yeah. Absolutely amazing. I just have massive shoe envy every time I oh, watch it. She yeah. looks brilliant in them yeah. high heels, don't she? She does. 
So, um, yeah, that was written and directed by Guy Ritchie. Love Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. he's fucking great, isn't yep. he? Everything he makes is just brilliant. Yep. Because he does all the Sherlock Holmes ones as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Like the, um, the films with Robert yep. Downey Jr. Anyway, I sidetracked. <laughs> so Guy Ritchie also directed Snatch. Love Snatch. It's such a good film, yeah, isn't it? It's a, a, a jumbo jet plate. Jet in there, Tyrone or whatever it is. What is that? <laughs> Snatch, I love it. Jet like eggs. <laughs> I should have stuck with that one. <laughs> Are you quoting Snatch now? Yeah, Have you gone sorry, all, gone sorry. all? She's gone all Cockney again, Try listeners. Again. No, that was Irish. <laughs> was it? Oh, has ah, you been Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt yes. <laughs> oh, sorry, babe. That's, sorry. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So he he wrote and directed Snatch as well. That starred Lenny James. Yeah. Who's in one of our all-time favourite shows, The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, but he's also was in the crossover show Fear the Walking Dead. Ah, he was. Yes. Yeah. And he was uh, starred in that with Kim Dickens. Uh-huh. She's the star of uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh-huh. She plays the mum in it. Kim Dickens, one of her earlier films, was Hollow Man. Yes. Obviously starred Kevin the Bacon. Yes. And there I we have that it. film. It scares the life out of oh, me. Oh, it's terrifying, it's, isn't yeah, it? I think it they've really remade it as well. I don't know why they bother, because the first one's scary enough. But I watched the second one, and... It doesn't feel as... Isn't it? Not as no. Good. no, not as terrifying. No, and I don't yeah. know if it is a remake. I don't know. Mm. Or they've just got the same name. Yeah, maybe. Because I remember him being a bit mad scientist. He then, was, yeah, he? and he went full on... Mm. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it had a different feel to it mm, completely. The, yeah, the remake. Yeah, the remake. Yeah. Oh, OK, I won't bother watching that then. Right, well, thank you for your time. Thank, thank you for listening. You. Yeah. we. I personally really enjoyed this case. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. In the meantime, take care and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.